Hello and welcome to Much to Discuss. The Goss Podcast delivered right to your home. Mm, where we discuss famous scandals throughout time. Because there's nothing else to discuss in the quarantine. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> lockdown period, you know, if nothing else going on in our lives and we need some goss. So we are um, recording this over Zoom. Um, we have three hosts with us today. My name is Freddie Emmett. I'm Emma Finnegan. And I'm Julie Moses Duffy. <laughs> and we're here to um, bring you the scandals and bring you the goss. Yeah, so this week's episode is Scandals from the Naughties. Some the naughty scandals. Naughty scandals. The 2000s for those who are uncomfortable with that word. Naughty. Play the theme tune. Woo. Theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the word naughty. At Christmas time, it really just, it's a dark underlining for all the songs for me. Julie, can you hear us? No. Oh, the headphones. I did a thing last night where whenever I go to the loo, <laughs> I'd mute myself, but I'd take out my headphones so I could still hear what was going on. <laughs> so I'd be like, I just, you know, it's, I don't want to miss out. It's you love gods. I love the gods, yeah. Yeah. And the reason we're doing this is because there's no fucking goss in the quarantine and I need something. Yeah. I need some scandals, I need some goss, and I need something to focus my attention on other than, you know, eating. Okay, Other people's business is my only hobby. Exactly. So, um, this week we will be having two major scandals and two minor scandals, all occurring between the years 2000 and 2009. Over to you, Julie. For reference, myself and Finnegan are covering the, or did accidentally cover the same story, which was honestly highly upsetting for me. It was a real emotional roller coaster. Yeah, and honestly, I think so uh, weird that that happened because there is some amount of scandals over a 10 year span worldwide, and we picked the same one. <laughs> <laughs> like, how? But uh, someone in our story, Emma Finnegan, is not cancelled, and I'd like to bring up the debate at the end whether or not they should be. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So Finnegan, do you want to start us off and tell us what exactly happened in 2004? So basically, 2004, Super Bowl, the halftime show. A lot of people know about this. I'd heard about it, but I'd never seen the vids. So basically, Janet Jackson was performing the halftime show, and she was a good friend of Justin Timberlake, Mm -hmm. who had just split up from NSYNC at the time and was going solo. At this point, the girlfriend mentioned in the story. But um, they didn't mention that it was Britney. And I feel like they would have if it was Britney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, anyway, so there, so she brings, so Janet Jackson's doing her, doing her show, doing the big halftime show. She brings Justin Timberlake out for one number. During the, they're singing together. They're having a good time. At the very end of it, the last line of the song is, See you Better have you naked by the end of this song. Rock your body. And he pulls her, the top of her top and pulls it off and her boob pops out and her nipple is shown. Well, now also, not really. it's barely shown because she's wearing a whopper nipple, nipple shield, com- can we nipple, say? Nipple cover. Absolutely a big, 2000s. A big piece of nipple jewellery, I will Huge. say. Okay, so almost Huge. as if she's potentially prepared? Yes. Well. That's, that's my hot take. Okay, go Emma. Okay, so basically... So the, apparently the Janet Jackson nip slip was not supposed to happen and it was supposed to be this red lace bra that was underneath the kind of black leather vinyl thing. Mm. That she a custom wearing. Alexander McQueen black yeah. leather vinyl thing. 
Yes. So, and you can see where the red fabric is under the black vinyl. JT now, he seems to really give it a proper tug. So the red comes off as well as the black. Oh. Uh, but it is very convenient that she is wearing a nipple cover. But you it's know. not a nipple cover. It's a big, dirty uh, nipple bar. Yeah. But is like it she not just like happened to have her nipple pierced. Oh. It looks like it's, you know, bejeweled thing. Oh, it's a hunk of metal, but I think she just wears it on the daily as Janet Jackson. Oh, maybe she just does. Always and ready. also, she does seem very shook that it's happened because she looks down instantly and is like, oh. And also, another thing, JT looks really stoned during this whole performance. Emma, I'm very glad you brought that up because here's something I'd like to say about JT, who, I mean, not the villain of the piece per se. I think the villain of the piece is Baby. society, spoiler alert. But JT, let me fucking tell you this, was on his European tour. This is Super Bowl Sunday. He returns from Europe on Thursday when they rehearse the piece together, right? It's their first time rehearsing it. He's there for it, like, the day. But at this point on the Thursday, the plan was to do a tearaway skirt and not do the, the bustier rip. But they got rid of that because it didn't look right or like it was a nuisance when she was dancing da 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 so they changed it for the tearaway little bustier moment but JT left went over to California or wherever the fuck he went to have a surprise birthday party with his girlfriend and then only got back to the Super Bowl 45 minutes before the performance he arrived on a plane so I'm thinking like JT to be honest this is the fucking Super Bowl what are you doing uh, and they only got to then rehearse because then obviously the costume changes happened then they got to rehearse that bit in the dressing room once yeah and they didn't inform anyone else of the costume change that so that one of the camera crews changed. knew yeah Mm-hmm. But like, is that his fault or is that just like how the Super Bowl is rehearsed? Because obviously it's right in the middle of the football pitch. Surely the football pitch has been used on Friday and Saturday for like I well mowing the grass and all that kind of in stuff. In Gaga's well, five foot two documentary, yes. she seemed to have a huge amount of time to rehearse. Yeah, but or like she seemed to like really do a full run through on the pitch and on the stage and the way it would be set up. But also, if you watch this performance, and like, I'm not sure what the budget was back in the day, but I mean, if we're to compare this performance to, say, anyone's we've seen since, Gaga, um, Shakira, J-Lo, it is, it is shockingly bad. (laughs) It's so bad. The choreo is like Janet walking around and Justin singing behind her. And then when they like occasionally catch up with each other, they like grind for a moment and then keep going. I actually, I skipped to the boob thing. How old was she in 2002? I literally, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't but like, she's older than Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, oh, Justin yeah. Timberlake. Um, yeah. she gave NSYNC like their their start. Basically. Yeah, because they yeah. were her support act for like loads for concerts. So JT, to be honest, like they were friends before this, because everyone was like, oh, because in an interview with Oprah in two thousand six, Oprah was like, do you think Justin Timberlake left you hanging? And she gracefully kind of like turns and like laughs a bit, but the audience are like, yes, yes. And she's like, it was an accident. It was no one's fault. Da da da. But I think what we really need to focus on, boyos, is the impact this had on Justin and on Janet separately as a black woman and as a white man because nothing happens to JT and her career is done. Yeah. Wait, so her career is done? So basically, oh my God. Yeah, it, her, ba- her career basically ended after this. So the CEO of MTV claimed that it was a stunt orchestrated by Jackson. Alone, Jackson alone. Jackson alone. 
And then CBS is a like parent company, Viacom, MTV yeah. and Infinity Broadcast enforced a blacklist on Janet Jackson's singles and music videos on radio formats and on uh, music channels worldwide. She done. Cancel. But then get this, right? Because it's such a, uh, it's so annoying. So pretty much her career is like dead. But Janet Jackson, after all this, is the most searched person and term of 2004 and 2005. The mm-hmm. instant broke the record for most searched event over one day. And this event is like credited that it led to the creation of YouTube, of YouTube. because yeah. people were looking for it so hard. They were looking for the video and they needed somewhere to play the video and see the video. And Jana got nothing. Also, her boob was out, forget this, her boob was out for less than half a second. Half a second. And it was broadcast to 143.6 million people. They got 500,000 complaints to the TV station, $555,000 uh, fined to CBS. And the NFL had to re- refund all the advertisers, which was $10 million. Did you refund the advertisers? Because, yeah, because people were so upset that they saw her boob for less than half a second. And it, also, it, you don't even see the boob, to be honest. You don't see it. You don't see it. It's so crazy. They cut away so quick. It was as if they... They knew. I don't know. They cut away so quickly from it. Also, then MTV was like basically fired from ever hosting the halftime show again. It is mad. Also, the term uh, wardrobe malfunction was coined by this event. Oh. Oh my God. And first, also, get this. We did need someone to hear this for the first time. You're dead right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. The next, the week after this is the 46th annual Grammys. And Janet is supposed to be a presenter, performer, and like part of this like owed memorial to someone and she was not allowed to attend she was like they she was cancelled they were like you can't come and justin timberlake was invited to perform the week after the event justin timberlake at the grammys made an apology right oh yeah also she had to make an apology her management made her but justin didn't have to um but justin timberlake uh, at the access or to access hollywood at the grammys said hey man we'd love to give you something to talk about so she's like weeping. Bad things have happened to her. And he's like, oh, well. And then he is invited back in 2008 to do uh, the Super Bowl again. And he, instead of like finishing the song and saying the line that he ripped it off at, he stops. He says, hold up, stop, and smiles. And I think that's gross. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's floating around about it saying that um, she was basically like, got such big backlash from the media and from everything. It was basically used as kind of like a scapegoat um, to turn all of the media's attention onto her yeah. as opposed to onto the, onto, what was it, onto Iraq? The Iraq war. The Iraq war. It was war. also the year, 2004 was the year of the election and they mm-hmm. wanted, it was really weird because they were like, oh, we really wanted um, the youth to be engaged. So we got Janet Jackson for the Super Bowl because she was supposed to be performing the year before, but they, at the last minute, like changed the U2. And they were like, it makes way more sense to have Janet next year because we want the youth engaged. And it's like, you want young voters engaged with the Super Bowl? That doesn't make any fucking sense. So then they just like had everyone talking about this. It was all over all the media. Like it's all anyone would talk about so that no one focused on the election. So the youth were like, blinded essentially by this boob oh. and also just for reference uh the exact same thing was live broadcast in canada and there were 50 complaints from the entire country so it's like just america and also america. this is at the height of sex in the city's popularity and some of the adverts like at the super super bowl were for viagra so going off being like we can't be around sex it's so gross do 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 but they had that they had that going on at the same time. It 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 just 
it just it keeps contradicting itself. It just makes no sense. And just the fact that Justin Timberlake got away with it completely. Also, the you can by watching the performance as well, you can fully believe that he did turn up forty five minutes before because Jan Jackson looks unreal in her outfit, turning looks, and Justin Timberlake looks like he's literally like comes straight out of like an all nighter in the twenty four hour library, like. <laughs> Shocking. Oh. But let's just say, girls, it goes all the way to the top. And Janet Jackson was used. She was used. I think we and should get like a justice for Janet started. So has yeah. she started to make a comeback? Is she. She kind of I've, I've heard of her, but I wouldn't know any of her. Songs. She's not half as big as what she should yeah. be. No. And I think that that really that destroyed her, I think. Oh, something else though? That was around the same time, this all kind of happened, the same time that the child abuse allegations came out against Michael. So it was almost like the whole Jackson family was going down. So the media were like, let's just, like, that's where the money is. Let's just frenzy this family. Yeah. And then also, the, what also was kind of disgusting about the whole thing and so sexist as well is that after even, you know, all of the Michael Jackson stuff has happened and Leaving Neverland or whatever came out last year and still his songs are being played and you know yeah, yeah. all no over the place on him. nothing on him his episode of the simpsons isn't like <gasps> yeah. listed anymore it's, no, it's not broadcast but like that's you know that's one thing but... much money from that at all you know when it was replayed you know what still drives me nuts and i'm sorry if this is someone's story and i'm stepping on toes <laughs> but remember after the chris brown rihanna thing and everyone was like, all the radio stations were like, we will not be playing Chris Brown. We will do it. Absolutely yeah. not. We won't support that. And then, yeah, three times came out. They were like, this is the song of the summer. As if <laughs> never as if happened. It happened. She showed a boob, but there was like a blacklist. And he nearly yeah. fucking killed Rihanna. And people were like, well, he's learned. Yeah, three times was great. Yeah. Oh, also there was a streaker. <laughs> Like a minute after the performance happened, there was this streaker, like a, a man in a little G-string, went out and got tackled by both teams, football teams, and arrested. And we never get to hear about him because we saw a little bit of a tit. This guy had it all out. He had it all going. And, you know, what a, that's a more interesting story. Yeah. I'm sure he trained for the event and we didn't even get I'd to see say it. he did. But I suppose we're, at least we're in a more sexually accepting time. When I first someone was doing it like on purpose at the Super Bowl, there would be complaints, but there'd be less complaints now. Do you think people would still go off? Oh, I think oh. would still go off. But I just feel like there's just a lot of people who would just go off about it, mm-hmm. and who won't have seen that the world has, you know, evolved even since 2004 or whatever, and will still be like, no, no way. Yeah. What was nuts was that some people took it out. Like private individual citizens took out class action lawsuits against Timberlake and and Janet Jackson, like off their own back. What was the reason? On behalf of all American citizens who watched the outrageous conduct, <laughs> they were like, "I have to sue for everybody." That makes no sense. Oh. But I'm there so is a scandal, and it goes all the way to the top. Oh, it does. Oh. It really does. Do we have segue music in between the scandals? Let's move on to Freddy's scandal. So, actually, I think there's a lot, not a lot of crossover, but like crossover and themes. Oh, like it. Um, So it involves the Iraq War and one of the biggest female bands of all time. You've lost me. You had me. (laughs) You've lost me. 
Wait, female bands? Female bands of all time. Um, so this is the 2003 Dixie Chicks scandal. <gasps> yes. Okay. Oh, uh, yes, that was I, amazing. Yes. So I knew absolutely nothing about this before. I know about this. This was this was in Taylor Swift's documentary. Was oh. it? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. So, um, Dixie Chicks, they were formed in 1989 by two sisters. They got rid of their two other singers and got a new lead singer called Natalie Maines, who was, is, is quite an opinionated person. In a recent interview, um, she said she doesn't like other people, and that's why she's still working with the other two Dixie Chicks, because they're the only two people that she likes. Okay. Yeah, apparently. Similar with me and you two. Exactly. So... They got very successful when she joined the band. She had a great voice. Um, their album Wide Open Spaces was one of the biggest country albums of the year. It went to number four in America. Um, their next album went to number one in America. So, you know, they were breaking out of the country scene and they were pushing them forward as like artists of all genres. So their first scandal came in 2001 when they accused Sony of 30 cases of accounting fraud and said that they were owed another $4 million. The Dixie Chicks were owed $4 million? Yep, the Dixie <gasps> were owed $4 million by Sony. So mm-hmm. no one really knows what's happening behind the scenes because they walked out on Sony. So Sony sued them for not going with their contract and they sued Sony back, being like, you owe us all this money. And this was settled oh out of court. Um, mm-hmm. so they were allowed to set up their own record company um, that would like produce all the songs and you know they get more royalties from it but Sony was still be in charge of like the marketing and um, distribution of it but then comes 2003 and they're starting a brand new tour and it's the first night of the tour um, and it's in London it's on the 10th of oh. March um, and so Natalie, before starting one of her songs, um, she says, uh, we're on the good side with y'all. We do not want this war, this violence, and we're ashamed the president of the United States is from Texas. So, this, Natalie! Give you, um, she got political. She got political. This, to give you background, was around 10 days before the invasion of Iraq. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, things were heating up. 9-11 has caused a lot of anti-Iraq sentiment. Um, George Bush immediately blamed it on Iraq, even though there was no link. There was also the claim of weapons of mass destruction, but a lot of people were saying that it was oil. But a lot of American media was backing the president. You know, it was a time of unity. There had been this attack on the country, so everyone was in support. The rest of the world, not as much. Not the Um, Dixie Chicks. No. Dixie Chicks. And so when she said it in London... Huge cheers from the audience. You know, people in the UK, they were probably Love it, yeah. in the UK, yeah. wanted to join the Iraq war because they did. But, you know, there was a lot more people who... Were against it, yeah. Um, and so it was reported in a review by The Guardian. I haven't seen the review, but knowing The Guardian, it was probably like, hey, and they said this, isn't this great? Um, <laughs> and Americans saw it and hated it. And there was huge, huge backlash. Now, you know, it's not as if she's saying that Iraq are good or you know it's not like she's saying anything controversial she just is saying that she doesn't want the war and she doesn't want the violence it's not even a like massively political anti-war statement it's just an anti-war statement she's just throwing up a peace sign yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, yeah so they got the band got banned from thousands of radio stations um they were boycotted by almost all of the country 
music industry and stars. Um, there was um, there's a video of someone who rented a steamroller and people bringing <laughs> their CDs of the Dixie Chicks <laughs> to be steamrolled. Like that is nuts. Like that's actually like psychotic <laughs> behavior. It is your anger. You have to go through so many stages to get There's a so steamroller that it no like it has, your anger has to be so strong that you're like, no, I'm putting down a deposit on a steamroller. I'm going to the steamroller place. I'm buying CDs. <laughs> like you have to go through so many levels and not calm down during them. Oh, just throw them out the window or something. Yeah, I don't know. Bin them. Just don't play them. Don't buy any more. You know. Yeah. But also, it's from one statement. Yeah. That, um, honestly, I agree with. With them? Can I say that? We, do I need to cut that out? Will I get cancelled for that? For what? Saying oh, I'm against the Iraq war. Uh, no. No. <laughs> I think You heard it here first, guys. Emma Finnegan's are, a tree hugger. We are lucky that we have the hindsight of, you know, knowing that a lot of motivations for the Iraq war were wrong. And that it yeah. was like oil. Because it was interesting. So... Um, the oil was nationalized in Iraq in the 1970s and so all foreign companies were removed and apparently America was doing all it could to like villainize Iraq and get back control of the oil. Um, and then 9-11 just seemed like the perfect opportunity to be like, great, this is our moment to go back in. And I think a lot of people who were aware of like how things in Iraq had developed were like, this war doesn't make sense. While most of America, you know, believed the large majority of America believed that, you know, they had weapons of mass destruction. I think, you know, everyone believed it at the time. I really like the um, theme of this podcast so far being don't trust the American government. <laughs> oh, listen. <laughs> the real listen. scandal. Oh. That. But anyway, so they originally apologised and said that they didn't really mean, uh, or that the words were taken out of context. And um, she said that, um, oh, because they were in Europe and witnessing huge anti-American sentiment, George Bush responded to the comment. Yeah, to the Dixie Chicks in an interview around six weeks later. This is like Trump tweeting at them now, like, isn't it? That's what he'd be doing. This is what I he released a diss track. Is that his his response is the exact opposite of something that Trump would say. So he says they're free to speak their mind, they can say what they want, you know. Uh, freedom is a two-way street. I don't really care what they said. I want to do what I think is right for the American people. And if some singers or Hollywood stars feel like speaking out, that's fine. That's the great thing about America. So his response was very much like, I believe me and I believe in the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, well, you know, Trump would be very much like the Dixie Chicks are a terrible band and, you know, we should... Fake news, cancelled. They're uh, dumb women. Yeah. I mean, remember back in the day when presidents would listen to their like script writers uh, <laughs> and say things time. properly. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to that? Yeah, Boy can't read. I don't know what to tell you. But they had the iconic um, Entertainment Weekly cover as a response. They did a whole like mm. press tour to try and like redo their brand where they're all sitting naked on Whoa. the cover of Entertainment Weekly covered in, covered in. Traitor and Dixie Sluts. Yeah, because then didn't um, Little Mix do like a, a kind of like take on that where they yeah. had that for on the for one of their songs as well that they did that with like like body shaming stuff or something yeah. I don't know I can't really remember. Um, Actually, where are the chicks now? So um, the chicks now have a comeback, which is they- very exciting. So they released a record I think 
four years later, um, and it won the Grammy. Oh! I won every Grammy it was nominated for, so it did really well. And then they split up uh, because they weren't doing that well, like commercially. They were getting a lot of like critical praise, but like their fan base was country music listeners, and country music listeners weren't buying their songs, um, and they were still kind of not played on the radio. So they split up for a while, but they are now the three of them are back together. Um, they have a song on the new Taylor. It's a roller coaster. Album. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and they've got a new album out on the 1st of May this year. Oh, are we excited? I'm a little bit excited now. because I've started I'm excited to- for this. Yeah. And their new song is actually doing quite well on Spotify. What's it called? Oh, Gaslighter. Okay. I'm going to listen to that later. They're big. But They're huge. I've yeah. heard of them, but I haven't heard of them. Heard them. Yeah. Because I mean, they've been buried. Because they've been buried, but also I think a little bit because they're American country music, and I feel like American country music isn't really a genre that I'd listen to. Listen, we should all be listening to more Casey Musgraves. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks is huge in Ireland. Remember when he sold out those like five, five big? Concerts? I had tickets for two and nights. Did you? Yes. Julie. I'll always remember. I was going to go one night with my mom, my dad, the other night with my mom and my aunt, and I didn't get to go at all. That was so sad, wasn't it? I know. And also, I heard of someone that has um, an attic full of Garth Brooks unofficial merch they were going to (gasps) sell. And then it didn't happen. (laughs) And if I could get access to the attic, I swear to God. They would have made bank. Absolute bank. Can I I say one little thing about what I saw in the Taylor Swift documentary? (laughs) So basically, that was like... Every episode, I swear to God. Listen, um, I... (laughs) I, I don't know, you know, depends on how you feel about Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> but um, she did a lot of the documentaries about her coming out with her political views and actually taking a stand and saying who, you know, what she, you know, what she's voting, whatever, because she didn't for a long time and was told not to because being like, you don't want to turn out like the Dixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. And it being that a lot of... Um, country music listeners and country music fans are very Republican and very much like red state. Yeah. So if you come out against that, then they're not going to listen to you and they're your biggest listeners are the country music people Mm -hmm. and where you've come from and all of that. So I guess that's why then people weren't listening to the Dixie Chicks. It wasn't necessarily, I feel like it probably wouldn't have had as much of a backlash if they were a different genre of music. Yeah. Very fair. Which is interesting. It's all about, um, Waving that gun around in the honky tonk bar. Oh, listen, yeah, and um, um, that's pretty much it. On that, like Taylor Swift, not talking about her political things. Madonna delayed the release of one of her singles because the music video had her throwing a grenade at someone that looked a bit like <laughs> Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that right now because I was flash. Oh my god. <laughs> Because remember the Kathy Griffin thing? That was crazy, wasn't it? What was the Kathy Griffin? That's another scandal for another day, I think. Oh. Remember when someone threw a, a shoe at Bush? <laughs> and he ducked really well. Finesse. <laughs> Fluidy. Like, I, that's all I want to say. That's my only take. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was the song American Life, the Madonna song. I think we could wow. do a whole episode just on Madonna scandals. Oh, oh we should. We should have a Madonna, a Madonna app. Can I go to the toilet before the minor one? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually might get a mic as well. A witch? 
Uh, oh, it's a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Our sponsor, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Vodka. I'm trying to think if I have anything to sponsor. I don't think I have anything to sponsor. I have no. a notebook um, from Kate Spade that says, uh, you can never be overdressed or overeducated. Agree. Yeah. I have this uh, this water bottle from PwC that says oh. Women in Tech, uh, gifted to me by Connor Gill, sponsored oh. by this. So this uh, sponsored by Connor Gill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, my uh, little second scandal, my smaller. Well, I haven't. I just haven't done as much research on this one, <laughs> um, and also I did. There's not as much on it, but I just thought this was a bit a bit mad there was just some funny things said about it um this was from 2005 it's uh, the minnesota vikings boat party scandal oh. go vikings uh, go vikings <laughs> minnesota. <laughs> minnesota um so basically 17 members of the the vikings team from minnesota uh rented two houseboats and uh went went on them and performed a huge amount of sexual acts in front of the crew members on the house with each and other and each other so no not with each other well it's debatable whether or not it was they each other were involved so they flew in um prostitutes from atlanta florida specifically for this party <laughs> and it was stated by uh, the leader, you know, the kind of the ringleader of the group, that oh. there were uh, 100 women present, were flown yes. in. 100 women. And so, mm-hmm. so it's 100, 100 women. And, and how 70. many Vikings? So 17, 17 Vikings, a lot of whom who now claim not to have been there. Okay. <laughs> um, <sighs> some crew members from the boat who were just working. And then... 100 women also the vikings like are they really that successful a team that they have the the financial means to do this listen yeah i don't know how much sports stars make in america i feel like though football in the uk there's so much money there while american football is obviously like even bigger than that so you can be like you know proper like superstar level of fame so basically a lot of photos were taken of the different you know sex acts and four players were charged with misdemeanors so and also, well one woman called the police on them saying that seven men were urinating in her yard after exiting a shuttle bus limousine oh. <laughs> God, which i can only imagine and i feel like we almost you know I've you know it could happen to anyone in a public space before Pretty okay. <laughs> all right. Guess this is a lying podcast now. That's fine. Um, although it has been stated that no drugs and no minors were involved, and I would like to think that no minors were involved, but also no drugs. I'm a little bit surprised. Even a little performance announcer. Mm, yeah. Listen, I don't. I don't quite buy it. Okay. Um, Popper. But I also found this jazz really cool. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I find <laughs> <laughs> really good brownies going around at this hundred woman event. <laughs> so it was good. just some good food. <laughs> it was just the gals, brownies, sports were there. I don't really know why, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, so one one witness 
named like na- listed the sex acts that had taken place and it's a big long list of stuff so i'm not going to read the whole thing but part of it <laughs> i just thought some of it was funny the way it was worded it was like masturbation blah 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 blah, blah mm-hmm. woman on man woman on woman toys middle of the floor middle of the couches middle of the room <laughs> i was like middle of the floor not the edge of the floor middle and not, not the side of the couch middle of the couch middle of the couch middle of the floor in the middle of the room middle of the room this was in the official statement <laughs> is no one gonna question who this person is that was like don't worry, I walked around, made sure I saw everything and wrote it down. Yeah. I would be like, who the fuck is this perv? I wouldn't be like, oh, thank God, a reliable witness. I'd be like, you made it your business to see everything and document it? Oh, so funny. And so a lot, a lot of the players or men claimed that uh, they were not there. Some of them claimed that they were there but didn't participate. And some, some of them also claimed that they were there but nothing at all happened. Um, so it was all very mixed messages coming from them and one guy when he was asked if he saw um, any uh, strippers or any sex on the boat that he was on he replied sex what are you talking about is that what man that's crazy sex come on look man I'm engaged so uh, none of that think about that 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 just put me in trouble <laughs> Fucking man of the match right there. What? Sex? I've never no. No. Uh, <laughs> never never heard of that. <laughs> I'm I'm engaged, so no. <laughs> so oh, bad. this is so grim. So grim. It so feels um, like one lad just went into the dressing room like after a weekend was like, Yeah, like it was so crazy. Like we just got on this boat and there was like, I don't know, like a hundred women there. So it was like a hundred women. They're like, Yeah, we uh we flew them in. People were like in the middle of the floor, people were in the middle of the couch. And everyone's like, I thought you've I heard you've never been kissed a woman. He's like, No, I kissed them, I kissed them man on man, I kissed a woman on a man. <laughs> but uh, you wouldn't know them, they don't live here, they're on the boat. But, there, were, um, there were toys, but there were no drugs and no minors. But yeah, that was kind of the scandal. A lot of team members coming out being like, I don't want to be associated with this. This should not have happened, all of that stuff. But like, it's just so bizarre. And it just like happened, but then life goes on because what? They're men. And four of them were charged at misdemeanors. 17 of them were there. Like, yeah. Listen. Oh, that is just the last party I'd ever want to be present at. <laughs> but imagine like turning up like Hawaiian shirt, being like, I'm going to have such a good day on this boat with my, my buddies, my boys. And then someone turns up and they're like, we're doing weird sex stuff and we're all going to be involved. I'm like, oh, oh God, oh. no. And then you're like, oh, this poor old man driving the boat has to watch us. Oh, God. You thought there'd be some beer pong, maybe, but that's about it. Oh, like, all the crew members on the boat were just there. <laughs> it's so weird. I just don't know why that'd be, like, a weekend activity for you. What's going on? Oh, uh, across two boats. Yeah, there was too like, many. Was oh, listen, pretty a hundred women, a hundred women, too many. You need two boats. People and both groups were like, "Yeah, no, we're gonna do this." Ah, oh, yeah, you gotta have two boats if you've got a hundred women. <laughs> anyway, that's my scandal. <laughs> so so so. That is so the scandal. weirdest scandal. Yeah. 
But were um, they cancelled? The football team's still going? I mean, they're still going. Everything's still going strong. Yeah, so uh, it looks like only women get cancelled. Hmm. Okay. Did the boat company suffer anything from this? <laughs> there was no mention. I assume they weren't really involved. They were just there. So was Janet Jackson. Listen, did she whip off her own top? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to keep going back to it also, but Justin Timberlake was like, I mean, I did everything I could for her. Like, I covered her up. I got a towel. Da, da, da. And then, it, oh, he said that in 2006, but in 2004, he was like, I just didn't even know what to do. Like, they, they came up with the towel. They covered her up. I just had to run off stage. I'm not trying to actively cancel Justin Timberlake, but I am saying that he's lost all my trust. Well, I like just, when you hear something uh, dark. Oh, yeah. is this your, this your scandal? scandal. Yes, but I have to ask both audience and participants, um, is anyone eating presently? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how badly this will affect Oh people. no, I'm a bit spooked now. There's no need to be spooked, and also I'm hoping that I don't have a little laugh at this, because you shouldn't laugh at this, this is serious. Okay. But also it's just, you know those things that are just so bizarre, you're like, I don't know how to process this. So here's, here's my story. My story takes place in 2001. Um, my story is about Armin Muse, a German former computer repair technician. Uh, at the time of the story, Armin is 40 years old. Um, and you should know that Armin Muse and the story is, uh, he's the, the first person in Germany to be charged with murder for sexual satisfaction or love cannibalism. Oh. Muse is also known as the Rottenberg cannibal. This is the story. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. So, okay. Muse posted an advertisement on the website The Cannibal Crick, which is um, a forum for people with a cannibalism fetish. It is now defunct, I have been told. Yeah. So in 2001, he posted saying that he's looking for a well-built 18 to 30-year-old male to be slaughtered and then consumed, as was his, like, dream. Oh. Um, 43-year-old, oh. and wait for me to get this name wrong, 43-year-old burned Jurgen Armando Brandes, who I will call Brandes from now on, mm. responded. He was an engineer from Berlin and he responded in March 2001. I Wait. find the, the timeline important. Yes. A, a quick question, sorry to interrupt. So no this, this, this Brandos man mm-hmm. uh, responds saying I would like to be slaughtered and eaten. Well, get this. He's not the only one to respond. A lot of people get on to Armin and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm down for that, da, da, da. But in the coming days or whatever, they all start to back out. The only person that doesn't back out is Brandis, who is 43. Um, and Muse, this is important to note, is like, I would never um, attempt to force someone to do something they don't want to do. This is all through free will. I'm doing no persuading. I'm just offering an opportunity, right? Is what he says. An opportunity to be eaten. Slaughtered and consumed is the official title. So... Um, you're thinking like, oh, these lads must have like chatted for a while on the forum and like got to know each other before they took this next step. Absolutely not. So a few days later, on the 9th of March, Brandes gets on a train. He goes over to Muse's house and everything is videotaped from the moment they meet. It's videotaped. <gasps> so oh the evidence is strong. Um, now, I'm getting some varied accounts because some of them are sexual and some of them aren't. So I don't know which one you want to take. But some accounts say that they had sex in the home before anything happened. Um, and, uh, and allegedly after sex, Brandon says, oh, uh, I'm not satisfied. I need to be eaten alive. 
So <laughs> what happens then is Brandis, according to all sources, swallows 20 sleeping pills and a bottle of cough medicine. Um, and he then requests that his penis is bitten off. Mm-hmm. But they don't, they're not successful in that. So Muse does try, but they're not successful in that. So they amputate the penis. He's alive. He's awake. They amputate the penis. And they both try to eat it raw, but it's too chewy. So wait, wait, wait. so he wants to eat his own penis as well. Oh my god. Yeah, they both try to eat it, but it's too chewy. Also, bear in mind, I've taken a lot of details out because I knew you'd be upset. But um here's here's the base minimum. Trudy is going to cry. Anyway, so they both try to eat it, it doesn't work. So Muse then fries up the penis in a pan with salt, pepper, wine, and garlic. Uh it doesn't really work out. They put some of Brandon's fat in there, and then this is the part that really gets me. He burns it. He burns the penis, so they can't even eat it. He chops it up, he feeds it to his dog. They put Brandis <gasps> in a bath. Um, he's he bleeding, bleeding alive at this stage. Yeah. So they put him in a bath. He's on a lot of sleeping pills. And according to all accounts, Muse goes and reads a Star Trek novel. I don't know why that detail has gotten into every account. But he reads the Star Trek. And then like checks up on him every 20 minutes or so. He's in and out of consciousness in the bath. And then after, um, it says, hours of um, meditation and prayer, Muse goes in. He stabs him in the neck and then he hangs him from a meat hook and he's dead. I'm going to carry on. I'm very sorry for what I've done to you. Anyway, okay. so he does that um, and then he dies. He chops him up, whatever. He puts him in his freezer and over the next 10 months, he eats 44 pounds, 20 kilograms of the flesh. Um, he actually believes, because Brandis was an English speaker or he spoke good English, Muse believes that his own English improves through eating him is one of the things. Anyway, um, so that all happened in March. And then in December um, 2001, Muse, oh no, sorry, in December 2002, Muse okay. posts again online looking for more victims and someone reports him. And then he is like, the, the police go to his house, they find the videotape, they find the meat. He tries to say that the meat is wild pork or like wild boar, but they don't believe it. And he gets arrested. And then in 2004, he's convicted of manslaughter sentenced to eight years and six months and it's manslaughter because your man requested to be eaten and he wasn't convinced of it and the judge this is very weird the judge seems to be like very biased i don't really know how this got by but the judge is like oh the lust for murder is not there the killing was unpleasant for muse there were no base motives and um, these are two psychologically sick people who found each other and it's always like they're always really like oh he's a sexual cannibal it's a sexual thing but um, it's weird because i don't find any and like he ate him for sexual gratification but like there's no evidence of that mm-hmm. yeah and then weird. also he he like ate him over such a long period of time also putting him in the freezer very santa clarita diet isn't it maybe that's where they got the idea like for real dead ass um wow. oh yeah and then oh my god in the court in the court they have to call in all these witnesses from the the cannibal website like the cannibal forum so all these people have to come and be witnesses to like the the discussion or whatever but obviously it's outing them as cannibal fetishes. Yeah. So one of them turns up, he is a cook from Berlin and he turns up wearing ski goggles. Because mm. the whole time I'm like, what leads you to this? What is like the base of this situation? Yeah. 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 But also you should know, so obviously he got, he got like eight years for doing this because it was manslaughter, but then the case is reopened. It was a huge case. And the case is reopened in 2005 um, because people are like, honestly, it is murder because it's premeditated. Yeah. There was a motive, da, da, da. Um, it doesn't even matter that he asked him to kill him. So, oh yeah. And the psychologist says that um, Muse still has fantasies about devouring the flesh of young people. So he gets life imprisonment in 2005. 
cool because also he <laughs> cool. he, he did this no but he did this and then like went to on and was looking for someone else so it wasn't there was no remorse not like no it was this one yeah no and he says that so i started looking into being like what that's why i requested extra time because i was like what happened in this man's life and pretty much muse says that he started experiencing cannibal feelings as a young boy age five when his father left the family and he became the man of the house uh but he didn't go on the fetish websites or start looking for people online until his mother died so there's something going on psychologically with like attachment i reckon mm. but i'm like what happens that you need that, that he, he but then what happens with brandis that he needs to be eaten yeah that's nearly is that weirder I don't know. I don't know. I suppose it's a, like obviously it's suicide in in a way, but feeling yeah. like suicide is benefiting someone else. Although, like, but that thing of I want to be, I want to be consumed. That's of my final destiny. <laughs> but also, here's something weird. So then, Brandis admitted after being um, giving life sentence, whatever, he admitted to cannibalizing Brandis and expressed regret for his actions. He added that he wants to write a biography with the aim of deterring any young people from following in his footsteps. He said they should go for treatment so it doesn't escalate like it did with me. He has now become a vegetarian and he believes there are 800 cannibals in Germany. How many cannibals do we know? Do you know? Oh my God. One time we watched the film or like bits of the film Alive in school with that rugby team. They're uh, playing crashes and they like have to eat each other or whatever. And then like yeah. in class we all went around being like, just so you know, if anything happened, you'd be allowed to eat my body. I'm giving consent right now. If I died of natural causes, oh you could, you could. What? No, we all said it. And it was like a solidarity moment. And all of us were like, guys, we're such good friends. Like, we're so nice. And then I am going to name her Eva Dodd. Eva Dodd, <laughs> who later went all on right. to become head girl. Oh, I'm cool and right because we were so mad. was like, you're not allowed to eat me. And we are like, excuse me? And she was like, you're not allowed to eat me. I don't care what happens. And we're like, Aoife, you're dead. And like, we'll die if we don't. And she was like, I'm like, I don't care. And then we all were like, we're making a pact that you'd be the first we'd eat. Like, we were like, how dare you? We got wow. really upset about it. But also, does it do something to you psychologically? Like, well, obviously you're already, you know, that, you know, something's going on. But like, if you actually consume human flesh, what it does to you, you know, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eating other humans can make you sick. Specifically, eating the brain of another human um, can cause kuru, a uh, brain disease that's similar to mad cow disease. And apparently, um, biting your nails or biting the skin around your nails is considered a form of auto-cannibalism. <gasps> Cold out. Hot news. Are they cannibal as a child, I guess? Sometimes with the devil words. Yeah. Uh, Freddie, listen, no judgment here. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Emma, would you eat your own placenta? My own placenta. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I. It's a like, beautiful thing, Ferdy. Nothing against like your specific placenta, Emma. It's just the whole thought of it. <laughs> so what? My placenta is not good enough for you, Ferdy. <laughs> you have the best placenta out of anyone I know. It's I... mineral. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's mineral rich. I don't think I, I'd, like, to be honest, I'm kind of like, I think I'd leave it. But, like, if someone was like, you must, or if it was like, you know, do it for, like, two million or something, yeah, 100%, yeah, I would. I think we did it. Not out of the bloody park. Out of the park. Not out of the park. Thank you so much for joining us for episode one of Much to Discuss. 
And next time we will be talking about TV scandals. So very excited to see you there. Talk to you later. Bye. I think that's it. Do we want to? I was a bit rough, but it's fine. <laughs> we can do it again if you want. Yeah, I don't do know. it one more time. Crazy. <laughs>